fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast, where we are highlighting the athletes of the 2023 CrossFit Games semifinals. And our guest tonight has this, is a semifinalist in multiple ways. So we have a lot to talk about. We also have a special guest with us, Jamie Latimer. And the reason we're doing that is because Jen and Jamie consulted each other through age group semifinals. And I want to learn about what that is like and what happens there. But we're going to start tonight because with Jen talking about the stress of the weekend and what that does to her. Because she was telling us a story before we got on the air. I put a big kibosh on it and said, we're going to wait and we're going to put this recorded on the air for our audience. So Jen, first, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And Jamie, thank you for being a guest host tonight. And Honored of course, we have the lovely Amy Radowski with us as well. Hello. And so Jen, you were talking about the stress of the weekend. Yes. Um, competitions always get me just the ups and downs. I think my mind is always going a mile a minute. Like I was just telling you guys before, even when the workouts came out Monday, you know, you're just thinking about things, even if I'm working or if I'm just doing other things, it's still on my mind, like subconsciously. So I think that stress just in the back of my mind, um, has been there since Monday. And then you got to Friday and you've got the ups and downs of, all right, I gotta, gotta get myself ready and excited about the workout. And then, you know, then the workout comes and you're kind of stressed and then the workout finishes and you're trying to relax and calm back down. But then you are thinking, Oh my gosh, was that good enough? That was terrible. I did really bad this and that. And then you've got to get ready for the next one. So then you're, you know, after you've kind of come back down again, you're all the way back up here again. And then afterwards you're happy it's over. And you're like, yes, that was great. And then you start thinking, you're like, no, that was terrible. Like I should have done that. And then you're trying to come down and, that goes on for another like 48 hours. <laughs> and then, and then you, you know, and I was trying not to do any like leaderboarding Saturday and then, but then you're still thinking, well, where am I at? I wonder if I'm like, you know, am I 20th? You're playing games with yourself. And then, uh, the next day, you know, Sunday, then you're waiting, the leaderboard comes out, but then you realize that CrossFit kind of messed up. It could be wrong. So then you don't know, like how do the points switch things? And, you know, this entire time, you know, I'm playing games with myself, like, oh, it'll be fine. Like, maybe you'll get a summer off for the first time in a long time. You'll, you'll be fine. That'll be nice. And then I, I, you know, you're lying to yourself. So that's not right. And then, you know, you see the, the finalized leaderboard, but then you're like, well, is it still finalized? And then you're waiting on your acceptance videos. And oh so this my is God. all your, this is all your internal dialogue. This is all my internal yeah. dialogue. Well, I'm just yeah. saying, because I know Sam probably wouldn't put up with you saying that stuff externally. After no, that he doesn't. Yeah. No. He, he let me have it last year a little yeah. bit. So, yeah, we, um, I've learned to kind of try to keep that in and just, 
manage it a little bit better, but I think it's still, it still kind of gets me a little bit because even this morning I got up and just kind of walk, I went into the gym just to ride the bike, even though I have a bike here at my house. I just wanted to like move around and not be in the quiet of my house. And like, I, yeah. I got up and did a little bit of work, but then I was like, all right, I, I have nervous energy. So I just went in and moved around, talked to some people and that helped went and had some lunch with, you know, a friend that was in town and, um, had to kind of lay down for a little bit and quiet, like, like quiet myself. And I think, I think it's finally gone away. I think I've finally calmed myself down now. So here I am. Well, calm for well, you I guys. Think, <laughs> I think I can bring it. I think I can bring it back because as you were talking, I got a text that the math on the leaderboards may not be correct. Oh, oh still, <laughs> still. That's so what? Well, the one on and the it, game's and it, website is not correct. Right, right, right. I have Jamie sent me the official CrossFit one. Yeah. I've been talking to Mike Halpin. I just got another text from somebody else that has done their own math and says that they think it's off. Now we may have too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows at this point? Uh, but... But I think where you're sitting, like, I don't think you have anything to worry about unless there was a major penalty on something. And your movement is never in question. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it, it's fine. I'm, uh, I think the placements probably average out to where it's going to be uh, just fine. So I'm just kind of kind of moving on from that now and just yeah it'll it'll be it'll be fine <laughs> so when the workouts came out you, you the two of you started to converse about about the workouts or how did that dialogue go <laughs> i well scott had messaged me about doing yeah. the show and i thought to myself you know i'm gonna ask him if he'll get me in touch with jamie and if she'd be interested in just chatting about our strategies about it um the reason is, you know, I think that what has helped me be so successful over the years and has helped me progress is the environment that I'm in. I, I almost always do workouts, training days with people at the gym uh, and then the quarterfinals workouts and even uh, like some of the, like the age groups over the years, people will jump in with me, um, you know, the individual quarterfinals. Uh, I believe last year I was so successful in the regular individual quarterfinals because I did every single one with Brittany Weiss, who has steadily become one of one of the better women in the sport, to be honest. Um, wait till y'all see her, you know, next year as an individual. But, um, you know, and then I, we just have so many great women at the gym that it allows me to be better and better, <laughs> you know. Um, so I thought, well, in case I don't have, you know, I, I don't think people are going to be doing these workouts with me or even testing them. So, you know, why not talk to someone in another age group who is elite in her own right um, to just see, you know, what is she thinking? What what are people capable of? How how is it going for them? And I I think that's so helpful for all athletes if you use it the right way, you know, and don't try to only compare yourself or say, oh, well, I can't do that. Or 
only limit yourself to that, but it's, it's nice to bounce things off of each other. And it's not like we're competing against each other. Mm -hmm. Um, we're in different age groups. So that, you know, what do they say that quote, a rising, a rising tide, or I don't know, rising tide, rising tide lifts all ships, ships, you know, and, um, I know for me, that's, that's very helpful. And then if I can help someone else, it actually builds my confidence up too, you know? So Damien says, my Corgi is concerned about the barking. Sorry. I have a little, uh, a little 10 pound Pomeranian that thinks she's, I think she's the neighborhood watchdog sometimes. <laughs> so, so my question is, well, I've, I've known you now, gosh, since the first master's fitness collective, yeah. I think we met there, mm-hmm. um, got to know you better at West coast classic. The, the one time they held that, um, and all along, I've always known you to be like the most badass little woman I've ever met in my life. You know, you did West Coast Classic with a broken hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you you win just about anything you sign up for. Um, where do you get that confidence and that grit and that determination Uh, I wouldn't say I have the confidence. I would say I have the grit and the determination. Um, I've always had to work for something. I, I think maybe why I do excel now in CrossFit is because there's not just one thing that I've ever been great at. Like in high school, I really had to fight to even be a starter in anything. So I was just doing everything (laughs) and it's just been that way for me all the time, right? Like just always go work hard because it doesn't ever feel like anything comes easy. And and I'm not saying for anyone who does really well in anything, something comes easy. There is a backstory to it, but I think that's my backstory, right? It may seem like I have this confidence and I'm excelling, but there's a, a backstory to it, right? I started CrossFit in 2009. I started competing in the open in 2011 and you know, there's other women in my age group, like Sam Briggs and Becca Voigt, who were going to the CrossFit Games when we were the same age back in 2011 and 12. And I was just happy to be on a team at regionals. <laughs> you know, um, it, it I, I competed as an individual in, in a regional setting, but I wasn't going to be going to the Games at that point. Um, I, I wasn't excelling then. So the reason I now have... I guess the confidence that I do and I'm doing so much better is because I, I've just kept putting in the work to get better all around. Um, you know, it used to just be, I was the running and burpee queen and I quickly realized that wasn't going to get me really far in CrossFit. So all the things I used to struggle with, like muscle ups that used to make me cry every single day or every time I would try them, I'm so incredibly confident in my muscle up ability now. I would put myself against, you know, even some of the the individual athletes in a in a in a muscle up workout, a ring muscle up workout. And the reason that has come is just because the fear of failure and not excelling for so incredibly long. So I want to piggyback this with you talk about working out with Brittany Weiss all last year. And the people at Invictus that lifted you up um, to to help you get to this point. You and Jamie talk all week. How much of that is strategy? 
how much of that is mindset for the two of you that you believe in what you can do coming up? Um, and then how much of it is just someone to bounce anything off of to, to like give you a break from the day? And I would say, what about comfort? You know, somebody else that understands the stress and, and the, you know, the scaries of it and, and the excitement of it. Yeah, that's a great question. I also strategically picked someone who I knew, <laughs> I mean, I know about Jamie, right? Like, um, I strategically picked someone who I knew was very good at like cardio, who, um, I knew she was actually a great rower. Um, I knew she would do well in the gymnastics, even if that's not her like top thing. Um, I knew she was still going to be very good at it. And I knew she moved moderate weights very well. Um, even if she doesn't have a top end strength, uh, like maybe some of the other athletes. So hearing from her, yes, there was some comfort in that, in knowing this is where someone who's right around me, like with some of this stuff, where she is, can I beat her? <laughs> you know, and, and that's in a good way. That because that's how it would be out on the competition floor, right? Um, I'm trying to get ahead, of course. I, I know I have the confidence that I can beat the people on certain movements that I know aren't going to be there. But what is the person who's right around me on a lot of this stuff? What are they capable of? And that's what I want to know because I want to beat that person. You know, I want to know and have the confidence going into it that, oh, I, okay, I, I can do that. So, so yeah, it's, it's both, right. It's that comfort. And then it's also allowing me to bounce some things off of her, her to bounce some things off of me. And hopefully that gave her some confidence too, to say, okay, this is Jen's approach. Here was her pacing. That's what she got. What am I capable of too? Um, so it's, it's kind of nice to have that and know that you're not in any sort of competition with that person. So Jamie, what did it feel like to be reached out to by someone you looked up to, um, OG legend in the sport, and what did that do for you? Um, yeah, like, well, I'm pretty sure I texted you back and I was like, Jen Ryan knows my name, right? <laughs> like, I was, I did. <laughs> yes, um, of course I do. <laughs> It's I was mine, stalking but... all your workouts on the MFC from the MFC. I was like, "All right, what did this girl do well on?" I was like, "She crushed toes to bar on that workout." I was like, "I got to get better at toes to bar." <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it it seriously meant like the world to me, and I think you you got kind of like I seemed more relaxed going into this and just having her reach out to me on Monday and doing a couple like rounds of, of workouts and sending her, I videoed some of them. I sent them to her. Um, just yeah. Throwing those pay, like having, having an idea of, um, practicing them beforehand is one thing, but then being able to share that strategy with somebody else and talk about that was like game changing. So how, how long did it take you guys to become friends? You just reached out to me. I think it was it Monday, a week ago today. Uh, and you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Because 
Uh, yeah, I think it was Monday. I, I think. Yeah, Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then how fast did you guys become friends? Well, we started chatting kind of like right away because workouts were out and we were already practicing a few of them. Uh, I didn't do run like a full run through of every single one, just a couple, but we each kind of talked through here's our approach. Here's how it was feeling. Here's what I think is possible. Uh, so yeah, kind of right off the bat, um, we, we were just like, just full trust in the other person to be, I mean, I didn't yeah. like worry that she was going to go and be like, Hey, here's what Jen Ryan's doing. You know, like it's, yeah. it's just, yeah, just full right on right into it. You know, like we, like we had known each other forever. I, it did feel like that. Like she was like, like the first one I text, like I would finish something and be like, this way. Yeah. Um, yeah. It felt like that. Like, like one of my best friends out there on the floor, just. Yeah. And full, you know, full transparency. I, I think this is just a wonderful thing to have for women in our space. Um, you know, Becca Voigt and I, uh, she had reached out not too long before the quarterfinals and was like, Hey, what do you think about chat? Like, talking about you know some of our what we're doing on the workouts and I was like absolutely I'm in on this with you and so you know her and I I, I just I feel like we, we have this wonderful camaraderie to build each other up and in fact we were the first the first thing I asked when I didn't want to look at the leaderboard I asked Brittany Weiss did Becca make it and she messaged me and said the first thing I asked Eric when he looked at the leaderboard was was did Jen make it and it's because you know, sure, this semifinal, we we didn't really talk over our strategies and our scores because it is only the top 10, right? And we want each other to make it, but it is super important that, you know, we, we do, you know, focus. But we were able to do that for quarterfinals, and I think that helped her and I a lot. So I and knowing that, you know, Jamie, you, you don't get to train with other people and you don't have that, and I noticed just how much it's helped me over the years that I thought, wow, this could be very beneficial for both of us. And we're, we're not competing against each other. So this is really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was waiting for Amy cause I saw her unmute. No, no you're okay. You're, yeah. Murph was barking. So I had to mute. So, I so, <laughs> so my, my next question is, okay. I want to go in two different ways. So I'm going to go this way first. So Jen, you not only made age group semis, you made open in semis. You were in the 40 to 44 year old division. That That is, you did something Sam Briggs didn't even do this year. And that's what she's kind of known for, right? What sense of pride does that give you that you can still hang with the 300 fittest women in the world? Yeah, it, it, you know, it feels pretty good. Uh, you know what? <laughs> it feels really good because I didn't take a deload week at all. And then I did four of the workouts on Friday and the next one Saturday morning. Um, you know, and, and I think the quarterfinals. No wonder you uh, and Jamie get along. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that's anything crazy impressive. Uh, you, you know, especially for, to be honest, uh, maybe for some of the masters because they're not able to, you know, they're not getting in that much volume all the time. But, uh, 
you know, especially for the younger age groups, that's not a lot of volume or even intensity for them. That's just called a training day, uh, you know, or just like a, just... a daily weekend competition. I mean, yes, that you would go yes. to and do. Yeah. 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 So, um, so that made me feel really good. Um, from a confidence standpoint, knowing I can handle the rigors of a, a multiple event day and competition. I think that was one of the reasons I wanted to do it. Um, because we know that even in the master's division at games, three days long, you know, by day three last year, you had three events and it was tough. And so you have to be able to manage that, you know, are you doing enough in your training? Are you there? Are you ready for it? And that helped me realize like, I, I, I can do this. Um, so it made me feel really good because I do, I get jaded, I think at, at, you know, Invictus where I am because there are so many badass athletes that, you know, I'm getting beat every day by a lot of people <laughs> and you just don't know. I know where I stand amongst them, but I don't know where I stand amongst everyone else in the world. And so that was, that was really, really cool to see that, you know, I may still not be one of the strongest people. I may still be a bit smaller, but I am improving and I can still hold my own and go for it on the things that I am still very good at. So that was the lead up to this. So Jamie for our show is going to be doing all of the regional workouts and testing them. Will your relationship continue as with you knowing that she's going to be doing those workouts and will be able to give similar feedback to you like she did during semis? Yeah, that would be very cool. I would love for that to, to happen. That would be great. Um, obviously, like Danny Spiegel will be is at the gym, so she'll be doing some of them. But, you know, we're not always able to correlate. You, you are not the same athlete. No, that's what I mean, right? So that's that's the thing. You can either beat yourself down or you can – and I think over my career, like if people who know me, they know that I am someone who – who finds a way, you know, I find a way to branch out and, you know, this would be extremely helpful because yes, Jamie and I are much different athletes than say Danny is. And so, yeah, that would be awesome. I, I would love to get to kind of hear your thoughts on some of the workouts, how we should attack them, how we, how we should attack them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, um, yeah. That would, that would be really cool. Absolutely. Of course. Heck yeah. So then does the relationship end because Jamie will be aging up <laughs> for next season? Oh. No, no. Remember, like I said, uh, you know, Becca and I are, are still very close in that, in that way, um, talking through some things. So, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, you know, I think what you mentioned before, and I said, maybe I don't have the confidence. I, I guess I lied. I, I am very confident in myself. Um, I'm very confident in the fact that I know I'm very well-rounded and I don't mind helping others come along and, and bringing other people up too. So, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to always be a sounding board and to talk with someone else because but help someone else, it's probably helping me too, you know? So it's, it goes both ways. And so I think that's so nice um, that even if a particular thing, you know, if I'm doing just fine on some workouts, but someone else needs some help, 
I'm so happy to do that um, because I think people have extended an olive branch to me before in the past and it just really means a lot. So if I can help someone else achieve what they have been working so hard to do, like I'm, I'm super happy to do that. So before I get to my next question, TK asks, Jen, when was the last time you competed as an individual at regionals? Uh, I competed in the West um, in 2015 and 2016 as an individual. And then 17 and 18, I competed on a team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 15 and 16, I went individual. So how long you've been with Invictus a long time, correct? Yeah, I, I went there actually the week after I finished individual regionals in 2016. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about like extending an olive branch and and helping other people along the way, Invictus is kind of known as the team camp, right? They put a big significance and importance on the team doing well. And we talked to Jesse Smith last night. You've got three teams going to semifinals. Three. That is mind-blowing to me. And she thinks all three will make the games. So is, it, is that attitude infectious when you then get to reach out to Becca Voigt and Jamie and all these people in, in trying to take that tide and rise all ships? Yeah, I want everyone to experience what I've gotten to experience. Um, there's, there's just nothing like it. I, well, I don't know. I haven't ever had children or gotten married, so I might be wrong. But at any rate, if, if you don't have either of those things, <laughs> there's nothing like it. Um, yes, I mean, getting, getting to go to the games or just even getting to go to a semifinal and having people cheer for you is just, I think it does so much for someone, especially a woman in this world, <laughs> to just know that there is something more out there. Um, there's just something you can be that is, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it feels so good. And so when I can reach out, it makes me feel so good because there's, there's just so much I've been blessed with at Invictus. I, I can't even explain it. And, um, and we are so team oriented and the Invictus uh, group, you know, CJ and, you know, his parents, um, Karen and pops and the coaches, they are so incredibly inviting. Like when someone comes there, you are automatically like family and that's very infectious. And right. And I've been there since the middle of 2016. And so this has completely rubbed off on me. And, um, <laughs> I mean, obviously I still want to beat everyone at things <laughs> and I am very competitive, but at the end of the day, I want I want people to feel that and to be a part of it. And it's, it's exciting for me. In fact, I've already messaged a few of the other women in my age group who I know are going for the first time to games. Um, one person a second time, but another one for the first time that I've known for a while. I mean, I already sent them a message and I was just like, I'm, I'm so freaking excited for you. Uh, you know, because that first time, I mean, every time I, I was crying tears of joy yesterday, I like called Britt Weiss. I was like, how the, how did this even happen? I was like crying, you know? And, um, 
I just know how incredibly great it can feel. So anytime I can help someone get there, I, I want them to experience it too. And I think Invictus has really rubbed off on me in that way. Yeah, I interviewed CJ after you guys qualified at West Coast Classic. And you took you had qualified two teams in that moment. And CJ was, I think, more ecstatic about the teams qualifying than his individuals. Yeah, they're it's it's just so incredibly team oriented. And even but even as the individuals, right? When I was an individual masters last year, I was I was embraced as part of that team, you know, and and they really take you on. Um even the individuals, you are you are part of the team. You are part of the Invictus team. And, uh, you know, if I know you and I talk with you, like you're part of my team, you're part of my group, right? And I want you to succeed too. So I have a question for both of you being master's athletes and myself as a master's athlete, which luckily I get to age up into a next group next year. Um, but you know, do you ever get into conversations with your non-CrossFit people, just people in your life that are like, oh, you're turning 45, you're probably going to have to stop being so intense and doing that kind of stuff at the gym. And in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm still trying to master my ring muscle ups and I'm still trying to do handstand pushups. Like there's still so much I am doing. Like I'm not willing just because of my age to stop doing those things. What kind of what kind of thoughts do you have that might empower other people that have those, those kinds of thoughts? Jamie, you're Get about to be friends. 40. What are no, people telling you? <laughs> um, I, I don't, I don't get that a whole lot. Um, I don't, I, I feel like I'm like 26, 28. Like, I feel like I'm in, like, I don't even feel like I'm really like, I mean, adult wise, like I, you know, I, the business now and so like some things have like adult wise come but I I still feel young I um and I and I think I like people don't realize how old I am at the gym that don't really know me so I don't I don't think people really know what even what age bracket bracket I'm in um so I haven't gotten that like people aren't like oh you're getting like you're gonna be pretty old like yeah I haven't I haven't gotten comments like that my family I don't even think would venture to start say things about me backing down like this is literally my whole world like that's why I bought into a gym like it's everything I do like it's pretty much the only thing I talk about so um I don't get those comments a whole lot fortunately I don't know what I would do <laughs> yeah I, um I think for me personally, uh, people just ask, how, how, how long are you going to keep, you know, doing this? Are you just going to keep going? Like you seem to be doing really well, or, uh -huh. you know, you seem to be doing fine. You know, how, you know, or, yeah. How long do you want to keep going? And I mean, I always tell people I'm done after this year. I mean, I've been saying that for years, but <laughs> that's not happened yet. Um, but I can certainly see where many people do think, as you continue to age, just as in general, you just will slow down or you should back off of things. Uh, so what I would probably just tell people is, you know, there's no harm in continuing to push yourself and still going after the basics, right? Like people who are trying to get their muscle up or people who are trying to get stronger, 
and even the Olympic lifts. Um, you just have to keep going after some of the basics. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, put yourself in harm's way or, um, you know, do anything that's going to get you hurt. Um, so, but I don't think there's really a reason to have to back off of intensity unless there's some sort of feedback coming from your body that's you know, telling you it. But um, I, I don't typically get that personally. People just will ask, hey, you've been doing this for a really long time now. Are you, when, when are you gonna stop? Or are you gonna keep going, you know? And so that's, that's sort of how the conversation yeah. goes with me. <laughs> and mostly the questions I get are from non-fitness people, people that think yeah. that 41, you need to, to you know, be just stretching and things like that, which yes, mobility is important, but I also think building strength and, you know, all those things are important too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that from someone who, you, you know, who's outside of that, the, the fitness field or who just aren't quite aware of what we do. Um, I guess when I worked at the hospital, maybe people would ask, but I don't, I also don't think that they were aware of my age. Um, mm -hmm. even now, uh, even some of the like 20 year olds that will come in the competitors and they'll be like, well, no, you're in like the 36 year old division. I'm like, I'll take it. Thank you. So, <laughs> you know, that, that feels nice. Um, but yeah, I, I have some um, interactions with people outside of the fitness field, <laughs> but that's typically at the grocery store when they don't know me. So yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Most people that know me, even if they're not in the fitness space, I think they're, and they know how old I am. I, I don't think that they assume that I'll slow down anytime soon. I think you just have more right. friends than us, Amy. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you do a lot cooler things than we do. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't do stuff outside of this. Or, oh. Like, I would just tell, I mean, I would probably, if it was somebody non-fitness related, I would probably entice them to come try it with me and see, and, you know, like, try, try new things, try, try this, see what it's all about. Like you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to not, you don't have to just stretch. Like you said, like, yeah. let me see what it's all about. Yeah. So our other co-host is listening on her drive home mm -hmm. and she said, just tell them I'm Amy effing Radowski. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. That's right. <laughs> so how was it doing the workouts with Sam? Oh my gosh. Well, let me tell you, poor Sam got, uh, he got the flu. So Jamie, you know, you got sick at the beginning of the week. Sam messaged us like Thursday night and was just like, y'all, I'm sick. I just, I don't want to get out of bed. My stomach is upset. Um, he was in a rough way. He did not do any of the workouts Friday. <laughs> um, so, and he came in, I'll tell you, he did event one Saturday morning, the first thing. And he was not looking uh, normal at all. Mm -hmm. uh, he did not look like he felt very well. Um, but you know, it's so crazy that even with feeling so terrible, he just he just crushes things. He makes the barbell look like nothing. So of course, I mean, we are completely different athletes. Like last year when the semifinals workouts came out, we were like, "Yay, Sam!" And we were like, "Ooh, Jen, this is going to be rough." You know, and even this year, right? These were you know, prior to Sam, like being sick, it was just like, just watching him 
kind of practicing the barbell complex. He's just touch and going all the cleans and just, you know, throwing it around. And I was like, I'm going to stop watching because I kind of hate my life right now. So <laughs> he's, he's just amazing, but he does not allow me to use like any excuses, uh, like size or anything. Um, you know, last year after the last event, which was the death by wall balls right into the one rep max clean and jerk. I was very upset afterwards. And, you know, he had this conversation with me and he was just like, Jen, you need to act like you have been here before, you know, like you can't just, you, you got, you can't be riding these ups and downs um, because after the snatch workout where I did really well last year, um, you know, I was Woo! Celebrate! I was so amped, you know. And there was like one other one where I was super pumped up, and then there's a few others where I was really down. Like after that one on Sunday, and he just stays literally like this the entire time. He's just very straight across the board, and he was just like, you know, I've watched you all weekend, and I just think he's like, you are ex you are so fit. He's like, you need to act like you belong because you do, and you need to act like you've been here. So can't ride these waves you know and so that was really helpful for me this weekend too was try not to ride the waves of the ups and downs um sometimes it happens but i i try not to externally do that too much mm -hmm. um and and i think that having someone like him is very helpful in in that scenario so you guys are very, there's a big contrast between the way the two of you train. You, you are at a, a big gym with lots of people, lots of fit people. Jamie is at a gym basically by herself with one other athlete who's in the 65 plus. And that's not to say, that's not to say that they're not fit, but there is a point where there is some um, degradation of the abilities as you go along. Um, and so at the very least, Jen, you get, you get some feedback in your workouts, whether you're getting your ass kicked or whether you're kicking ass, you're getting feedback every day. How hard would it be for you to be in a situation like Jamie, where you're getting no feedback? Yeah. I think back to before I came to Invictus, uh, I was at CrossFit Pacific Beach. And the first few years I was there in 13 and 14, I trained with other people. We had some comp classes. I had some other uh, regionals levels athletes. And then in 15 and 16, um, before I came to Invictus, I had a gentleman, a man named Jason Leiden, who owns CrossFit Milford. Um, he was my coach. And so he did my programming. So I, I trained by myself. Um, and I think back to that time and, um, I realized that I, I was getting better, but I didn't really know where I was and I would go to compete and, and I just wasn't sure what I was capable of. Like, I didn't know I could push to a limit or to a certain limit. Right. I was just kind of doing what I thought I could do, but I didn't have any immediate feedback. And with your coach not being there, you also weren't getting that feedback or someone to say, hey, go faster. Um, like even here at, at Invictus, if I have to do something on my own sometimes, uh, I've got people 
saying, hey, go harder. Hey, push. Hey, good job, Jen. Like people are watching. And I think that's the biggest thing, right? Um, I've learned now that to pretend that people are watching and to push a little bit harder than I think I want to go. So it, it would be very hard for me to go back to only training by myself. Um, although I do some sessions at home or I will go, especially this time of year when the teams are doing things together, it might just be me if I can't get in with like Danny or some of the other like individuals. Um, I take away though, all of the times. I mean, I have so many years under my belt now of training against other people where you're just pushing to a limit to the limits. Um, so when I have to do that every once in a while, I will. But I, I think Jamie, that it would be really challenging to keep that drive that you have doing it on your own. And it's like, it's very, very commendable because I know a lot of people are doing that and you keep doing it right. You're because you are so focused on a goal and it is going to end up paying off. Um, but I think it might be really beneficial for you if you could ever take like five days or four days to visit somewhere and um, and spend time somewhere just to see, holy cow, this is what I'm capable of. Not to see what other people are capable of, to see what you are capable of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've always felt like there's some, there's clearly something to these training camps. That's why these people congregate and get in these big environments. Cause like the adaptation, like in those environments and that like, I'll sign up for comps when I can, because it's like, a, you know, just mashing all that into one weekend of that experience that I don't get daily. So um, yeah, I, I do think it's, huge like that you have such an amazing setup that's so awesome to have all those people around you so i want to get to this year's open division semifinals um you qualified you are the oldest person in the north america west semifinal mm -hmm. but what i think is interesting is as we've been interviewing athletes you know there's and I've said this a bunch through this series is a lot of people are talking about the Mal's and the Emma Lawson's and the Emma Carey's and the Annika Greer's and all of that stuff. There is a huge chunk of 30 somethings, mid thirties and up that qualified for semifinals. Um, and I think that's almost a bigger story um, of what they're doing with their fitness at, at this stage in their life, they're getting fitter. Jen, you're getting fitter. Jamie, you're getting fitter. Like there's something to this CrossFit thing. Like at these ages, we're still, we're all getting better. Um, so what is your realistic expectation for semifinals in Pasadena? Very good question. To, de to, to decline your master's invite? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Danny Spiegel, oh gosh, she's, a, she's such a trip. She said to me like a week ago, Jen, what are you gonna do if you qualify? And I looked at her and I started laughing. I was like, Danny, we all know these semifinals are loaded with machines and heavy items. 
Those are two things that don't go great with Jen Ryan. So, <laughs> so I said, uh, well, I, this was before I had qualified for the games as a master's, but I said, um, I will hopefully already qualify for masters because I would, I would decline in invites to the individual. Um, that's not my, my goal, uh, because I don't want to, you know, put a, a, a mindset towards that. But, uh, first of all, Scott, I am 43. Have you seen those workouts? I would die over the course <laughs> of those days. Can you imagine me out there doing the crit? I would legitimately break you. I, I broke my hand hitting a fence at West Coast Classic. If I fell off a bike, I'd be like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> like things would all fall off and apart. I, I know. So I told her, I was like, absolutely not. I would legitimately die in that individual competition. So, um, uh, the, the goal, the realistic goal, I think is to finish in the top half because I'm coming in like 56 and I'll be honest with you, mainly it's because I was one rep shy of finishing that stupid clean and jerk workout, <laughs> but I went into it very not confident and it showed, but, um, my goal would be to finish top 30. That is my realistic goal. So we'll see. Never know what's going to happen with programming. As I was looking back on the age group uh, semis, like a pull-up bar never even showed up. Yeah, yeah. Like as I and I'm look going through the workouts, going like there wasn't a toes to bar, there wasn't a chest to bar, there wasn't a bar muscle up, there wasn't a pull-up. Like yeah. we didn't even have a pull-up bar. Like how do you, how do you have a, a six test semifinal and not a pull-up bar? Yeah, that's why the first thing I said to Brittany Weiss on the phone when I saw I finished second, I said, how the F did this happen? Like, how how did this happen with this programming? I don't I don't even know how I, I did that. But um, uh, I guess luck. But um, yeah, I, I was I was bummed not to see the pull up bar. So maybe we'll see the pull up bar a few times at the individual semifinal. <laughs> Uh, Chelsea Miller said, but there were oh, shuttle runs. I was runs. just going to ask, are you guys over the shuttle runs or what? Are you okay with them? I'm I'm okay with them. Okay. I think Jamie and I are okay with them. Okay. I, look, I'm 5'2 and 129 pounds. I mean, if you're going to give me a crap ton of shuttle runs over rowing, oh, I yeah, mean, sure. why not? Uh, I win. I mean, yeah. it's obvious. I won that workout in the open and in the, the quarterfinal, right? So... I just, why would I not want to run against the women in my age group? I obviously win. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like if Sam Briggs is going to go against me in a distance run, she's going to crush me. But, you know, when you have that combination of a workout, like I won, I'll take that. I, and then I got smashed on a rowing workout. Like give me all the shuttle runs. Mm -hmm. Let's go. I don't care. You know, I'm not going to yeah. complain. The people who are complaining are just like, maybe they're not good at running. I don't know. Their own problem. Yeah, we're probably talking to two of the best shuttle runners in the yeah, whole. Yeah, I just like I feel like shuttle runs are just complaining about running, and they'd rather see a row, but that's because they're not five to one hundred and twenty nine pounds, you know. Right. So I'm just looking at it from never really being in any of these, then to now being in the open, the yeah. quarters, the like. But rowing is in it all the time. Yeah, in fact, cool. last year we had thirty five hundred meters of rowing in a semifinals workout. Twenty five hundred this year. Why is rowing? 
the only thing that says, oh, you are cardiovascularly fit. Because let me tell you, again, like, I I mean, there was a running workout at the games last year and all of those women who beat me in the rowing bench workout, I came in third on that running workout. And a lot of it had to do with the 50 pound, you know, shoulder to overhead. So again, it's like, you know, why in a semifinal or why in all three stages all and I guarantee we're going to see the row again at games so in four stages we're going to have rowing why why does rowing have to say that's the only way we can show cardiovascular fitness I I don't agree with that I'm sorry and um you know to anyone complaining like I showed up I showed that like I am just as cardiovascularly fit and perhaps not on the rower, but let me tell you, that's because that's not the only way to define who's the most like fit. It's not. And it doesn't have to be in a competition to say, well, someone's not fit if you can't row, you know, but it's the same thing. Like if someone can't run, you know, same thing. So those are my opinions, but again, it's coming from someone who's five, two and 129 (laughs) pounds. So, you know, not many people are, are that way. <laughs> so Chelsea Miller says we need to start adding in a bike in my opinion. I oh, think what's lost, I think what's lost is the light barbell with a lot of reps. You're right. You're very right. Like like that we haven't seen that in forever. Mm-hmm. Unless cuz even like Jackie were adding weight to it and making Jackie Pro right, instead yeah. of just a light barbell with a lot of reps. Like that is that is cardio vascular fitness as well and a way to test it without the major power output yeah we had that in quarterfinals last year masters remember it was uh lightweight like power cleans overhead or walking lunges overhead squats pistols burpees muscle ups you want to know who won that one well sam briggs won it but i was second right (laughs) behind her (laughs) so there wasn't a rower you know and um you know but uh, uh, so Sam still wins, right? She's cardiovascularly fit. I'm their second. I would say we are two of the more cardiovascularly fit. I don't even know if that's the right way to say it, but like we are pretty fit in our age group. And, you know, um, it doesn't have to involve a rower um, to prove that. Um, Sam will prove it on anything because she's just amazing. If you give me a rower, I'm going to have a little bit harder time proving it. I will still go for it, but so that's just my rant. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think we always need a rower. I, I think it's fine to have it, but, uh, I think you need to test these people on running too. And people will say, well, that's not a test to running. And it's like, well, how else are you going to test running? Um, you kind of got to take the good with the bad. I've taken the heavier, more power output based semifinals the last two years. Um, I'll kind of complain about it, but I'm not going to say you have to stop doing that because that's just how it is. And here I am, you know, so if, if the shuttle runs are your problem, then start shuttle running. Like I've been working on my power output. (laughs) So you are only, so I'm going to, I'm going to move on because we're, we're coming up on the hour and I want to respect your time. Um, you're going, you're only going up the road, what, three hours from San Diego to LA? Yeah. yeah. Um, how big of a crew is Invictus? One, Invictus is taking a billion athletes. So how, what is the crew going to be like, the, the cheer crew for Invictus going to be like? 
I think the sea of green is going to be well seen. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're talking it up. You know, they always do such a great job supporting the athletes, and our community at Invictus is always so wonderful. All the members. Um, so this is just such a great chance for them to get to come up the road, you know, a few hours and uh, and see everyone. It's a little farther than when we went to Del Mar for the regionals, but um, I suspect that we'll have we'll have quite a crew for the Sea of Green. <laughs> I I cannot wait for the semifinals because I think it's going to be they're going to be packed, like for the first time since we've come back from COVID, these semifinals are going to be rocking. And I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of athletes that are from the LA area, from San Diego, from the surrounding area, and they're like bringing everybody they can. Yeah, I think people are really excited about it. This um, this has a regionals-esque feel. Yes. Yeah. yeah, certainly. But with a 60-person field, it's going to make it insane. I don't know how they're going to, it's going to be really interesting. I don't know how they're going to run that, but. Do, do you think that's an advantage for you or a disadvantage? I, I feel it is an advantage for me. Um, I, I guess, I don't know. I guess it's hard to say. I feel like it's an advantage to have more people. Um, I guess for some people, they might think it's an, a disadvantage because you could have more outliers, but maybe I'm the outlier, you know, to come in and disrupt a few things. So um, maybe that's to my advantage to be a disruptor. I don't know uh, that they allowed for such a large, large field instead of just allowing like 30 and 30. Um, so yeah, it could be an advantage could be a disadvantage. I don't know. I guess I'm not looking at it either way. You, you know, it's it's hard um, because I'm not going into it expecting very much besides I want to go and compete and have fun for the first time in a long time. If that makes sense. I think it's an advantage for the crowd. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. they're, these outliers are going to get their names known. Mm-hmm. Because someone's going to hit a home run that nobody's ever heard of and they're going to win an event mm -hmm. and they're going to be celebrated for that, which I think is awesome. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I agree with you on that. I think everyone, I think these people deserve to, to have that feeling. And that's why I really love what you're doing. I, I've literally, I've actually listened to every single podcast you've done with the semifinalists. Um, and every time I just, I was telling Jesse Smith today, cause I listened to hers <laughs> last night and I, I told her, I just really appreciate what you're doing for these, um, young people. Uh, because even as a regionals athlete, I mean, gosh, only, I remember when it was the top 20, right. in like 15 and 16, I mean, you know, no one was doing this for any, any, anyone, you know, and what you're doing for these people, no matter what place they finished in. That's got to feel really, really cool to get to tell their story or have someone ask them questions and want to know about them and their journey and, um, you know, be able to tell their family, like, hey, I people want to hear about me. Like someone had me on their podcast and mm -hmm. it's it's so incredibly cool, like what you're doing 
And that is an advantage for the crowd and for everyone to now get to see some of these people who want to be fans of the sport to nerd out and start to learn about these people the way I used to do that. Um, because I used to know who everyone was, all every top 20 person or everyone competing in uh, regionals. I always wanted to know everything about them. And, you know, I listened to some of these podcasts with some of these people. I'm like, gosh, I don't, I know the name. I don't know this person. Why? I, this is terrible of me. I I'm, I'm a fan. I need to know these people. So just you doing this for people is is so incredibly cool like how great you know i feel selfish honestly <laughs> because i get i get to hear all the stories mm -hmm. and the stories are so and, I, and this is no dig on the top five top ten but the stories of who we're talking to now are they're working full-time they're they're making sacrifices that the top five don't have to make um, their backgrounds are different. And like, I just, I mean, well, gosh, like just, I learned at, so much about Jesse last night. And yeah. when you look at it, they're still the top, top percentile of the sport. And even yeah. though they aren't that those top five, but the, the percentile wise in general is amazing. And that is something to celebrate. Yeah. I celebrate that I made quarterfinals. Like that's a, feels good to me, you know, like it's just celebrating their hard work. Yeah, 100%. And the people who are in their 30s, you know, Scott, that you mentioned who are, you know, like Kelly Clark and um, gosh, who are some of the other women? Chelsea in Nicholas, yes, Chelsea Holly Nicholas, Henderson. Holly Henderson. These women were perennial regionals athletes and people don't know who they are. I know who they are, right? I'm like, these women are freaking amazing. And But people don't know because back then, um, you know, no one was really doing this kind of thing uh, for, you know, those select 20 or 30, right? It was only a select five to eight, which is fine, right? Those people all deserved it. But this is just really neat because uh, I think you're going to hear a lot of these names from these people in the next how many years, you know, and and just hearing their story and who they are is, is really important. Mark my words. One of, one of those women are going to kick down the door this year. One of those women are going to qualify for the games. And that's going to be a hell of a story. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you go. I, I was going to ask one more master's question, oh, yeah. but we'll, we need to have you back on. Like, <laughs> I, as, as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, you know, three amazing women on this podcast giving their opinions about stuff and that is missing from this space and we need to highlight this more and maybe i step out and cat comes in and we have like an all women show girl talk uh that talks about all the stuff that's going on in this sport um but i think that what you guys have done are, is amazing and i'm so glad that you guys connected um, and have become friends and are able to help each other and lift each other up. That um, that made my heart happy this week. I thought it was it was great. It, I, it was so nice to get to like just jump right in with Jamie, and it was like we were we had known each other forever, so it was kind of cool. <laughs> well, good luck to you at semis. Thank you, thank you guys no. so much. And uh, Jamie and I will be in Pasadena, so. We will give you a good luck hug and yes. wish the best for you. 
Cool. All right. Thank you, Jamie. I'll message you. Yes. <laughs> yep. Okay. I'll be in touch. Okay. All right. Thank All you right. so much. Thank you everybody in the chat. We'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale media podcast. 